We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. For years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, I'm where we discuss politics and culture from a conservative perspective, an unapologetically conservative perspective, by the way. No squishy rhinos here. I'm your host, Brooke Says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable, and columnist, which you can find on brooktalksamerica.com. That's Brooke with an E. Connect on all the social media interwebs until we all get banished from them. If you'd like to sp- partner with the show and be a sponsor, let me know. We have a donate button on the website, and we have... Merch in the shop. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who's the former deputy director for intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP chairman. You can find articles of his on brooktalksamerica.com as well as americaoutloud.com. Um, you can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website. And also, I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning, 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is on Wednesdays at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer. My podcast is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podomatic. So let's get to the jelly. My guest this week is Chris Ann Hall to discuss the Constitution and ele- issues with the presidential election, which is not over, despite what the media says, but we'll be talking about that. Chris Ann served in the U.S. Army as a military intelligence cryptologic linguist, so she's super smart, and was a prosecutor for the state of Florida for nearly a decade. She also worked with the prominent National First Amendment law firm where she traveled the country defending Americans whose rights were violated by unlawful arrests and prosecutions. Uh, she is the most sought-after national speaker on the Constitution. She averages about 250 events in nearly 222 uh, states every year for five years straight, written six books on American history, and the U.S. Constitution is now professor at the River University School of Government, as well as a regular con- uh, consultant on the Constitution on numerous radio, podcasts, and television programs, including I-24 News, Law and Crime, Newsmax, Fox News, also been interviewed on C-SPAN. She has a nationally popular um, radio show for the past six years that is carried on both terrestrial and internet stations. She is a great patriot and a warrior for our founding principles. Her website is chrisannhall.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Chris to the show. Chris Ann, thank you. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Now, before we get into it, I do want to play this little audio because we obviously have some breaking news that we're going to discuss. I want to um, play Nancy Pelosi, ice cream Nancy, on what she said last week about Biden and the election. I feel very confident that Joe Biden will be elected president on Tuesday, whatever the end count is. But on the election that occurs on Tuesday, he will be elected on January 20th. He will be inaugurated president of the United States. That's not really how it works, is it? (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, you know, I mean, there's there's a lot of lack of understanding. There's a lot of misunderstanding on how a president is elected. And a lot of that stems from from the core fact that American people uh, are ill-informed, uninformed, or simply deceived on what the purpose of the president is. 
Yeah. So constitutionally speaking, the president of the United States is not a representative of the people. That's why you have the House of Representatives. Constitutionally speaking, the purpose of the president is to represent the states in foreign affairs. And so the president is actually not elected by popular vote of the people because he doesn't represent the people. The president is elected by the electors of each state to choose for the states who will be their representatives in foreign affairs. And so the president of the, the popular vote took place on Tuesday. The popular vote's purpose is to guide the electors at the state level on how to cast their vote so that they have a proper, a, a, a proper presidential representative to reflect the values of the state. Now, each state has uh, the number of electors equal to the number of House of Representatives and Senators that they have. So every, every state has at least two electors. Mm-hmm. And then they have additional electors, depending on how many representatives they have in the House of Representatives. And they're broken down into districts. So from the intent of those who created the Electoral College, the Electoral College is supposed to to value the vote of their district, cast their vote in favor of the presidential candidate that represents the values of that district, and then the votes of those electors are tallied to tell to tell us who the state actually chose. Once the electors' votes are tallied at the state level, the state sends a certificate of the electors' votes to the Senate president. Now, that has to be done by the third week in December if the electors don't get their votes, if the states don't get their electors' votes in by the third week of December, then the Senate president sends like a collection letter. So we demand that you give us your uh, elector votes within the next, what I know, five or ten days, uh, or there will be consequences. And the consequences are that if the electors' votes are not submitted to the Senate president at the proper time, then those elector votes are not counted. And so the real presidential count happens on January 6th. Mm. January 6th is when the the Senate president breaks the seals of the certificates, counts the electors that they have, and determines who wins based on the majority of the electors that voted. Now, let's be clear. If an elector's vote is not cast, then their vote is not counted. It is not counted as the total, so it doesn't figure into the majority at all. And this has actually happened. We have uh, four times in our presidential history where electors' votes were not either submitted or not counted, and they were not part of the election of the presidential uh, candidate. So the electors can choose not to cast their votes. They can withhold their votes, and the, the House and the Senate can actually vote to exclude certain electors. So if you have a, a, an obvious rampant fraud in the state, then the House and the Senate could come together and cast a vote to say, okay, we're not going to accept the electors' votes from this state because there's a problem in the vote. Uh, There's also a third possibility. It's what we call the faithless elector. 
Now, a faithless elector from the beginning meant that they would vote differently than what their, the popular vote of their district said. A faithless voter today can mean one of two things. A faithless voter, a faithless elector is, one, is an elector that votes contrary to the popular vote because their district didn't match the popular vote. So let's say the popular, the total popular vote of the state went for one president, but in this particular district, the popular vote was for a different president. So the faithless elector would not vote the popular vote of the state, but would vote the vote of their electors contrary to the popular vote of the state. Okay. The other, yeah. the other possibility is a faithless elector who simply votes based on their own principle and doesn't vote what the party wants them to well, and I don't want to get too deep in the weeds for people that don't understand, but the bottom line is in everything you just said, which is a great constitutional lesson, the media does not decide on any of these things, correct? <laughs> yeah, the media doesn't decide, and the media, and, and the important thing is the decision doesn't take place now. The right. actual decision takes place on January 6th, and just because a popular vote says something, and this is, this is very important, because right now they're trying to do, to uh, elect or, or call an election based on anticipated votes right. from the Electoral College. Right. Those Electoral College votes have not been cast. They have not been certified. And they will not be counted until January 6th. And with the added uh, understanding of a faithless elector, there's no way to predict how that vote is going to go. So there is no president. Here's, here's your little... Here's your little political trivia for the day. There has been no president that has ever been elected in November. There is no president that has ever been elected in December. Every single president of the United States is the votes are counted and determined on January 6th. So in this case, uh, we should assume that this is just a in my opinion, this is a psyop. The media wants it. The GOP establishment wants it. The left wants it. So basically, they're going to sigh up the American people and say that even though there are massive regularities, and we'll get into this, but massive regularities with the voting, with the counting, with these machines and everything like that, is that they're just going to basically say, you know, my sister just texted me, oh, Joe Biden is president. And I'm like, no, he's not. They're going to make it so that the, the whole country assumes that Biden is president and that's just going to be how it goes, and there's nothing we can do about it. And if anything goes against it, they're going to do another four years or another situation where they basically say, oh, Trump stole the election. Well, I think it's I think the people who are are perpetrating this deception win either way. Either of course. the people roll over and accept Biden as the president or, or Kamala <laughs> if, or if they well, we all know it's not yeah. Biden. It's, yeah. it's going to be Kamala. So uh, either either they either roll over and accept it, or uh, as you said, the Supreme Court gets involved, or somebody gets involved and overturns it, and actually uh, recognizes Trump as president, and then they win because then there will be huge civil dis- disruption. So these people either want uh, Kamala president or they want civil war. They don't care which one they get, yeah, because I think they believe they will get their end you know, uh, disruption of, of civil life, either way they w- get it either with either one. But, but trust me as a former military intelligence, uh, you, you know, trained in military intelligence, I can tell you that the, the purpose of 
what you're seeing, the purpose of the media complex doing what they've been doing for the last three months Mm -hmm. is to create, to create civil disruption and chaos uh, so that uh, people can make, can take power and make money. Yeah. Well, we're we're on a break. Um, we'll come back after the break and keep on with this discussion. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Visit on Facebook. Search Brook Talks. And now your host, Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Chris Ann Hall. And, um, you know, it's really, um, I'm not a fan of Mitch McConnell, but I have to say, he. thank God that he has worked so hard to put judges into many of the lower courts. It's obviously a for, an incredible foresight of Trump that he was, that he was relentless in that. Uh, it'll be a great part of, of uh, President Trump's legacy. I don't know if you remember this. I actually met you... I took a seminar in Miami at Wayside Baptist Church about 10 years ago. Um, that was around the time that the Tea Party was just starting up, you know, in regard to Obamacare. And the thing about it was, is, you know, I, I went through school and everything, obviously, but the, it was very informative and it was a long, since it was a long time that I had been in high school, you know, I didn't remember much of the founding, the history of the founding based on the British documents like the Magna Carta. Um, you know, so give me a back, so it was a really great, it was a really great seminar. Give me a background of how you came to be a constitutionalist, got involved with the Tea Party, because you didn't start out that way, right? No, no. Actually, I'm right now in uh, Texarkana, right. Texas, teaching a six-hour workshop. We just pulled out of a break to, to do that. So, um, yeah, so I was actually a prosecutor here in the state of Florida and began uh, after after serving as an attorney with the nonprofit First Amendment law firm. Uh, I started teaching the Constitution on the evenings and weekends, you know, on my time off. And my boss, who I didn't know at the time, but soon found out, was a hardcore leftist and worked with, you know, as an activist with the Democrat Party. And he found out that I was teaching and what I was teaching and basically issued me a cease and desist email and said, that I had to stop associating on my own time with right-wing fringe groups and that I had in that because I was teaching that the constitution requires limited government, I was committing an ethical conflict of interest because uh, it's an ethical conflict of interest for anybody to support limited government if they work for the government. Yeah. So he wow. gave me, he issued me a cease and desist, and I told him, I said, I'm doing this on my own time. I'd be happy to issue a disclaimer, disclaimer that says I'm not, you know, this is not the opinions of the state attorney or the office, and I'm doing this on my own time. And he said he didn't care. I had to either quit teaching or quit my job. And I told him, I said, first off, this uh, this right of freedom of speech, you you didn't give it to me. I'm not trading it for your paycheck, and I'm not quitting. So you're going to have to fire me. Mm. And so he did. He fired me. And that's how God put me on this path 11 years ago. So for 11 years now, we've been traveling the country and teaching. We have an online teaching program uh, called LibertyFirstUniversity.com, LibertyFirstUniversity.com, in which we all uh, can go on and, and learn about American history, the Constitution and government. 
Yeah, it's really amazing. You got to check out the seminars and, and go to the website. It's just chock full of information because it really, you know, we, this is a, pre- pre- freedom is always, a, you know, I'll be playing clips later about from Reagan, you know, uh, freedom is a precarious thing. It has to be depend- defended all the time. You know, I say complacency is the enemy of liberty. And I think we're really seeing, I know we're really seeing that the complacency of the people on the right for, you know, the for defending this constitutional republic is so evident in where we are. You know, the... um Jefferson talked, the left really understands the psychological nature of the right. We are leave me alone people. Okay. We want to be left alone. Don't come into our pocket. Let us just live. And like, you you know, talked about freedom of speech. Let me just live by the constitution and just leave me alone. The, the left is not like that at all. In fact, they're the exact opposite. So while we have sat around and with the leave me alone attitude, they are on the march all the time. And now they have conquered every single solitary institution and now the churches they they are infiltrated they have infiltrated the churches and pope francis is a perfect example of that well you know i i, I sir uh, I, I just simply want to to say that that we are uh, we are strictly nonpartisan. my tag is liberty over security principle over party and truth over personality and it allows me to have a, a certain you know, different view than many people might have. I can tell you from my 11 years experience that the primary uh, student in my class has been those of, you know, conservative, libertarian, Republican ilk. Mm -hmm. And they are telling me that in my classes, and you having been a student in one of them, uh, are saying to me, we never knew this. There's a lot of stuff I didn't know. And I can tell you with boldness and confidence that America would not be where we are today, right now, in this election debacle, if those who consider themselves conservatives and those who even call themselves constitutionalists actually understood what the Constitution requires of them mm-hmm. and what our constitutional republic requires as the, the duty of, of every person in America. We can't really lay blame on the left here because, you know, it, it, we do have that, that, that psychological mentality of leave me alone. But that's only because we simply do not understand the, the proper function of our constitutional republic. Yes, leave me alone in my liberty. But leave me alone in my liberty does not translate to absenteeism yes. in government and, and politics. And that's where we are confused. And people have been brainwashed into thinking that voting is how they achieve their civic duty and that maybe if they campaign door to door and that sort of thing. But the reality is elections are not fulfilling the constitutional role of the person. Uh, elections are the obligation of anybody who is a citizen of a republic. Our constitutional role and duty to government is something that happens 364 other days of the year. Yes, it is so true. You know, so Thomas Jefferson said he, uh, I want to get into this. Thomas Jefferson talked about the Tree of Liberty, and in the Declaration of Independence it says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations 
pursuing invariably the same object invents a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future, future security. Such has been the patient suffering of sufferance of these colonies. That is why we elected Trump. Right. He's an outsider. He's not a politician. Many of the Republicans that we've discussed are just as bad as the Democrats, you know. And now I don't know. You probably don't know this, but the left and I think probably with the uh, full help and, and uh, assistance of the Liberty Project is making a list of Trump supporters. To well, let, me just, let me just let me just make a slide in a little thought there for you. I would put to you today that we are where we are right now because the people thought we elected Trump to do this. Here's the problem. Notice that that statement in the Declaration of Independence does not say that it's the purview of the president to do this, Mm -hmm. nor any politician, okay? It is the obligation, the duty and the right and the obligation of the people to do this, not through a single person. Now, Trump has done a lot. But if the people had been doing what they were supposed to be doing, we wouldn't be here. Right. And I think this is absolutely more evident today than it has ever been. We have lost more right, more liberty in the last six months from our governors, our mayors, and our our count, our, our uh, uh, board of county commissioners mm-hmm. than we have ever from the federal government. So while too many, in my humble opinion, people were sitting around waiting for Trump to fix everything. The reality is, while we're staring at Washington, D.C., the rug was being pulled out from underneath us at the state and local level because we weren't paying attention there. That's where we have the power. That's where this has to be. We have to take our fight to our state capitol, to our board of county commission, our city council, our mayors, our sheriffs. We have way too many sheriffs that think that they have an obligation to slavishly enforce every law that comes down from the Capitol, whether it be from the legislature or from the governor. And we have way too many Board of County Commissioners that are seeking emergency funds instead of doing their job to Mm -hmm. secure the rights of the people. So my dream is to have people stop becoming so enamored with Emerald City in Washington, D.C., and start becoming activated, involved in, and get control of their local government where the real power rests. Yes, I agree with that 100%. And it, it is true that, you know, all politics are local and we have to, we have to do that. I just say he's a very, he was an inspirational figure for people who had not otherwise seen any Republican in particular fighting oh, yeah, the way that he does. So he really galvanized. I mean, obviously we have a, just a massive amount of people in the MAGA movement who were galvanized because of his fighting spirit. And that is because he's not a GOP establishment politician because Mittens would never have fought in even a fingertip worse a fight that Trump does. No, and I think maybe, again, I'd like to give the people a little bit more credit. I think Donald Trump's election was a a uh, manifestation of the true feelings of the people of America. Yeah. Uh, it, Samuel Adams said this, No people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. He said, but on the contrary, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, Mm -hmm. they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of Ford invaders. I think many, many Americans know what we're how our governments are running are absolutely completely wrong. They're aberrant. They're not constitutional. 
but we lack the knowledge to have the courage to stand. And Donald Trump's election was an expression of our desire to have that boldness. And I think you're right. It has it has encouraged people to go get the knowledge they need to stand on their own. Very, very well put. And, you know, this the stuff that you teach and the stuff that you talk about is a perfect example of why the left wants to do away with that pesky little Constitution, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll put the establishment Republicans in that. Yes. <laughs> yes, for sure. Well, um, make sure you check out com. Chris Ann Hall, it's K-R-I-S, and with an E, Hall.com, and check everything out that she has on there. Do you have any parting words for the audience as we move forward with the crisis that is happening to us right now? Well, I just say have hope. Um the American people are more resilient, and we have a stronger foundation in liberty than anywhere else in the world. And no matter what happens, liberty will not die here. We just may have to uh, fight and pay a price a little bit differently. And I would like to encourage people to, uh, if you don't mind, to sure. look at, to look at our podcast. We do uh, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, like you said earlier, as long as they keep us up there. Yeah. And what we do is we take the stuff that you see in the news, and much like the interview that you and I have just completed, we bring this the truth to you from a constitutional and principled perspective, extracting all the media propaganda, you know, the, the historical revision and, and, and political agenda. Excellent. Excellent. So, you know, Make sure if you're listening, you have children, let them all listen. This is the absolute imperative. We owe it to the future for them, but we also owe it to the people that have served and sacrificed so much and so long for what we have now. Let us not give it up without a big fight. Chris Ann, always great to hear from you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much, ma'am. God bless you guys. God bless you. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, on Salem Media Group, AM860. The answer will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. If the 2020 election was fair and transparent, then pigs are flying all over the place. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. Free and fair elections are a pipe dream. In Michigan, there are 5,453,000 registered voters, yet leftist Democrats projected 5,716,581 votes, bringing in a 105% total, I guess for good measure, to cheat their way to victory. Poll workers in Detroit were paid $600 by Mark, hey, there's no cheating Zuckerberg, the reliable Project Veritage Truth Seekers videotaped postal workers in beautiful Traverse City, Michigan, postmarking late arriving ballots with the November 3rd date to get around Michigan's law, which plainly stipulates for one and all ballots must be postmarked by 8 p.m. Election Day evening. There are similar examples of Democrats cheating elsewhere throughout the republic in Arizona and Nevada, for example. Of course, Democrats swear there is no wrongdoing like they used to do when they would hang black Americans from trees in the Deep South and swear no laws were broken and that blacks were slap happy. I'm Ron Edwards.
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. And that was an excellent Edwards Notebook with Ron Edwards, as always. And I just want to let you know, this show is brought to you by 656 Hot Sauce. It's locally made, 100% veteran-owned. Check out their website on 656corp.com. So I just want to play this clip of Killary, our favorite, favorite, not president twice, Killary, on what she said Biden should, or rather shouldn't do, with regard to the election. They have a couple of scenarios that they're looking uh, toward. One is messing up absentee balloting so that they then get maybe a narrow advantage in the Electoral College on Election Day. Joe Biden should not concede under any circumstances because I think this is going to drag out and eventually I do believe he will win if we don't give an inch and if we are as focused and relentless as the other side is. Whenever you hear a Democrat speaking and saying something that we're doing, it's because they're actually doing it. First of all, does she not sound like the most bitter, angry, nasty person? You can just hear it. She's seething with bitterness. But it's like everything that she's saying is what they're doing. They messed up the absentee ballots. They set this whole thing in motion. The only question of 2020 is how how did they collude with the Chinese to get the virus? Because I'm telling you right now, everything that you have seen, Glenn Beck has talked about it. Everything has been wargamed out to the max, including, by the way, in their little war game plan, one of the major news networks, which was Fox, calling uh, Arizona or whatever the state was too soon. So it was a total psychological operation. You need to look at what that means. They're psyoping you. OK, thank you, God. Thank you, Florida, for electing this man as your governor. But we also saw just the way it was covered on election night. Laura, they would not call Florida, even though it was so blindingly obvious he wanted big. But then Fox called Arizona very early. Now the president is closing in. There's over 300,000 ballots outstanding. He's down only 46,000. And yet that is called for Biden. Meanwhile, in North Carolina, the president's up 76,000 votes. And there's at most 150,000 votes outstanding and probably not even close to that much. And yet that's not called for the president. Uh, So there's been a double standard and there seems to be there's been more of a rush to call states for Biden and to create a narrative that Biden is the rightful winner. And as you know, we talked about before with Chris Ann, I'm not, uh, you know, just because the media says something is true doesn't mean it actually is. Okay, and just a reminder, because I've looked on social media when there is no fact, no truth to what they say that Trump said about suckers and losers at Bellawood. It's everything that they have said from Russia hoax to everything has been a lie by the media. It's all been a psychological information warfare propaganda against us to try to get us to abandon Trump. Rush talks about that all the time. And here's the thing, you know, the, the One of the things that they don't really understand, they don't like the fact, first of all, they don't like us. The Republicans don't like us. A lot of them, the Democrats don't like us. The media don't like us. They don't like us deplorables, right? Trump has expanded the coalition, by the way. They, they like to think of all deplorables as white and, I guess, white men. It's not. It's very, very 
much more expanded than the Republican Party has ever done. Thank you very much, Donald Trump. But they don't like us, okay? They don't like the fact that we love this man. And, you know, his, we're not sycophants. We just love the fact that someone is finally, under the banner of the Republican Party, finally fighting for us, right? And that covers everybody. I mean, a lot, tons of Democrats and independents. It's just a, polit- a, a person who's not a politician, who's an outsider, who's finally fighting for us. But this was a really good... Uh, take by Jason Whitlock about what the election of 2020 actually is about. Donald Trump's support is coming from people who love Donald Trump, who unconditionally love Donald Trump to the point that they will risk their health and go maskless to rallies of thousands of people. They'll risk their reputations and be accused of being racist and sexist. They'll risk their safety in terms of being attacked by Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They love Donald Trump. Biden supporters hate Donald Trump. That is their energy source. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. And so this is about, can you take hate and turn that into something that's a winning formula for you? Is hate a more powerful motivation for a base of supporters, and is that how we're going to be deciding elections and deciding who we support? Can we rally enough hate of the opponent to win an election? This was a country founded on Judeo-Christian values, and we are moving completely away from that. God is the embodiment of love, and we're a society that seems to be embracing and favoring hate and empowering hate. And if this election swings for Biden... It's a statement about hate and its power to conquer love if supported by what I believe is corruption. That's really sad. And it's true. We love Donald Trump, right? If you're a deplorable, you love Donald Trump. I mean, he has managed to galvanize the American people in a way. Obama did it. He was he was it was very similar in that way, but nothing like with Trump. I mean, they stand in line hours and hours and hours to see Trump. So. It's it's very sad. And, you know, I want to bring you in, Jim, is because the you know, they've already started making the lists. Right. We'll get into that in a minute. But as I mentioned before, I mean, I played that clip of DeSantis. You know, we everybody ought to be just saying a a prayer of relief. You know, again, I personally don't think that this is over by long shot. Trump doesn't think it's over. They're working and everything like that. But Florida could have had Andrew Gillum as the governor. Right. And this would have probably been Florida's problem and not the other states. Right. Yeah, exactly. And if you watch election night and we're all aware how long it took for Florida to be announced, that was done for a reason. They knew they saw the numbers that Donald Trump was up by 400,000. 400,000. In 2016, Donald Trump won Florida by 112,000. That's more than tripled what he did then. And that was an indicator to the media, to the Biden campaign, that they needed to implement their plan to go forward and just, just implement total massive fraud. And when you look at places like Pennsylvania, where Donald Trump on election night was up by nearly 800,000, and the next day he's down by... Just not possible. It's not possible. And then you hear uh, the reports of boxes and boxes of ballots brought in, and even to the point where the only check mark was for Biden and none of the other down-ballot names were even filled in. Really? I mean, I'm... 
how blatant was this? They had a plan. They implemented it. They looked at where they needed it, and I'm 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 confident that with the lawsuits that are going through, they will basically reveal all the fraud. Now, the president came out this morning and put a statement out, and he said the reason Joe Biden is accepting this and and promoting himself, you saw all the media said that Joe Biden is the projected winner. He's doing it for PSYOP purposes. They're trying to set the ball in in play so that people go through the next several months. You all listened to Chris Ann Hall earlier, and she laid out the constitutional process. Thank God we have a constitution that uh, makes things work the way they're supposed to work. We're all working off of emotion right now, but we need to focus on what the constitution says and, and go from there. Well, and the, here's the thing. So, you know, I... <laughs> If you're listening to this and you're just totally mad with frustration and you're wondering, I've been saying, where is Barr? I I, I want to actually see something. I want to see a not the president and his campaign. I want to see someone who's in law enforcement actually doing something. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Jim is always saying, you don't want to know because that means they're actually getting stuff done. I know that you're totally, completely frustrated and angry as I am. But we will really need to understand exactly when this started. So as you know, we mentioned it before, this started around, I guess it was 10 or 11 or something like that. They did not call Florida, but they called Arizona. What was happening in Florida Right. Hispanics in Miami-Dade County went massively for Trump. And also, by the way, a lot of black voters, he he uh, increased his percentage, I think, by five to seven points among black male voters and doubled, doubled from four to eight. So far, the numbers, I don't think they're correct. I think it'll be higher. Doubled for black women. Democrats cannot have that. Okay, so that was the moment. So Britt Hume on Fox News said the betting markets were going overwhelmingly for Trump. Right. What happened at that point? They called errors. The Chinese markets went down. They tanked. Okay, and they called Arizona for Biden. Total sigh. And they wouldn't call Florida. They still wouldn't call Florida. I mean, it was like 2016 Redux, but they didn't call Florida. They knew that he was never going to get Florida. Biden. And by the way, why did he know that? Because Ron DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, was not going to allow that foolery. Okay, they had cleaned it up from 2018. So that's what exactly happened. This is so obvious that it's not even funny, but that's how it happened. And no one, even there's a guy on Twitter who's a total racist. He's an anti-white. He's a black, uh, black guy named Tariq Nasheed. He hates Trump. He doesn't, he, I think, you know, personally, I think he hates white people. He's, he's a virulent racist, right? All he does all day long is talk about, you know, racist, 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 white people and everything like that. Even he is saying that this is very, very fishy. Now, when you lose Tariq Nasheed in the, the, uh, scandal, right? In the, uh, voter fraud, you know that you're actually doing something so obvious that even he's going to concede in like four or five tweets that this is really fishy. So just saying it's not over. It's fraud. You, you know, Jim talked about the almost 800,000. It's not possible. And why would they have, he overperformed, underperformed everywhere else the Democrats did. And all they got was president not going to happen. Not true. Just have to be patient. It's not like we're being delusional. It's just too fishy. 
Anyways, you know what the deal is. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, on AM860 with Colonel Jim, and we'll be right back. More Brooke Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America on AM860, The Answer, with Colonel Jim, Salem Media Group. So what is happening at this particular, uh, the moment that it drops, that the media calls it for Biden, okay? What is happening? Exactly the same time, Rudy Giuliani is out there with the press conference with several he says he has 50 poll workers that were uh that had been told to either back ballot backdate or they couldn't watch you know republican poll watchers including a black guy right so they're not supposed to even be able to vote for donald trump much less be actually in support of him and want to watch the polls so you know and they had a, a couple other people he says he has 50 people just for that one philadelphia and pittsburgh at this point so it's all these states arizona georgia he's going to file they filed lawsuits michigan pennsylvania nevada's not out wisconsin's not out there okay Logic, even if you hate someone, okay, logic tells you that you're ahead by all these numbers and then all of a sudden they have dumps in the middle of the night, right? They have pipes bursting in Fulton County, Georgia. Isn't that miraculous? It just happens to uh, to burst in Georgia when they're counting the Georgia, Georgia votes where who's ahead? Trump. All of these states are Trump's ahead, and now he's all of a sudden behind. Oh, but they gave him Alaska, right? So it's all a scam, and, you know, it'll just be very interesting. But what was Trump doing at the time? Playing golf. So he's either totally just checked out, which I don't believe, or he just knows what's going to happen, right? So it just it's very interesting, the... The media calls it at the same time Rudy's going to come out. Trump puts out a statement that that Jim referenced, and Trump is playing golf. So he knows what's going on, right? And I just pray, you know, it's a really good time to declassify everything. Thank you very much. And it's also, by the way, a really good time to declassify what was in the $17 million that Congress paid out for sex abuse uh, claims with our tax dollars. So it would, and Pompeo, it'd be nice for you to put out Hillary's emails. It'd be nice for Durham to come out with the report. Americans need a little transparency at this time. Thank you very much. On our side, we're kind of angry. But one of the things that's happening right now uh, with both, there's uh, this group, uh, Comrade Cortez came out and did it, but there's this group, Robert Reich came out. There's this group, I forget the name of it, that they they're, they want to come after Trump supporters. Now, Colonel Warshaw, Jim has been getting tremendous heat. He's said this many, many, many times. Oh, you can't call them communists. So he gets heat for calling them communists. He get heat, massive heat, for saying they're going to pull you out of your bed in the middle of the night and murder you, right? You can't say that. It's not right. Republicans don't talk like that. But guess what? Comrade Cortez put out a tweet, okay? She wants to dox people. She has fanatical supporters. Got to give the girl credit. She got all of six... 16,000 votes, and she now has people that are on her in her squad, the crazy squad, that are doxing people. So they want to put out a list of all the Trump supporters, and you think they're going to stop with statues, Jim? <laughs> okay. 
She's not putting out a list to send you a birthday card on Hello? your birthday. Yeah. She's putting out a list with the intent, and I call it systematic liquidation. Either they're going to turn you over to someone, or they're going to uh, pretty much attack you. And I say that. Get you fired. Get you fired from your job. I mean, there are numerous things. What are they going to do to you? They're going to look at you and say, okay, this is Jim Warshuk. This is Brooks says. This is whoever. What what have they done? How big of a supporter were they for Donald Trump? How constitutional are they? Are they conservative? They're going to look for a way to shut you up. And I guarantee you, uh, people need to wake up about this because... For one, for a member of Congress to call for your name to be put on a list is a threat. She needs to be removed from Congress. I want to tell everybody out there across America, there needs to be rallies and campaigns now to remove her from Congress because she is, uh, you know, putting into effect conduct unconstitutional, conduct unbecoming of a member of Congress to do this. She is a radical, and she is emulating the same thing we saw in you know, Marxist Russia uh, during the revolution. So uh, pay attention to what's going on. And I even sent her a, 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 a post saying, go ahead, put me on that list. And I saw a number of other people, friends of mine, who were all doing the same thing. They're all former military. They're former uh, intelligence officers all saying, come on, bring it. You know, there's a slogan in Texas that says, come and take it. They're basically saying, yeah, come on, put me on your list. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of Texas, uh, Bobby Francis, if if this actually goes through, look, if this actually goes through and they manage to steal it, right, he's coming for the guns. So y'all better get ready because they're coming for it. And it's not even just that. They're, they can cancel you in many ways. They can take your guns. They can stop you from being able to bank, to get jobs, to pay your bills, to, trans, to, to uh, transact in commerce. Lots of ways. Don't think they won't do it. But do you think that they're going to de- uh, – do you think that people will be afraid – it would be if this came through to denounce Trump. Only the rhinos. Only, yeah, you know. You have, it's his you have party to, now. It's his party. He, you know, we know that Donald Trump is now uh, the head, the chair of the Republican Party, and it's no longer really the Republican Party. And this is the, this is the reason uh, rhinos and establishment are against him because they want to go back to the way it was. They, you know. Yep. They want to to participate in this globalist affair, let China run everything. More wars. More wars. You know, they see that as, you know, life was good for them. Life was good for corporate America then under under President Obama, and they want to go back. But I think— And uh, Bush. And Bush. But I think it will be worse than that under a Biden and Kamala Harris because they aren't even going to be in charge. There are going to be mm-hmm. people above him. But Bi- Biden will be— you know, somebody made the joke. They're gonna they're going to remodel his basement to look like the <laughs> Oval Office, and he's just gonna sit there and think he's in the Oval he's Office. He's gonna yell at honking cars, and and you know that may be true uh, theoretically. And Kamala Harris is of uh, the you know she's a far lefter. She'll do whatever she's told to do. She'll sign whatever she's told to sign. My biggest fear, right off the bat. Look what they're doing, and, 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 and Brooke is, is, is an expert on what's going on with social media. They're shutting everybody down. Mm-hmm. They are taking away our First Amendment rights while Donald Trump is still president. You don't think they're going to stop? They are going to shut down everyone who has a voice on any form of social media. And then the next step, they're going to come to their guns because they know the Second Amendment protects the First Amendment. Yep. 
and that will be the end of everything, followed by the Fourth Amendment. And and so, you know, again, going back to Chris Ann Hall, we have to focus on what she talked about. Where there's there's room here, and I believe that the president and and his inner circle and his advisors know what's at stake, and that's why we're seeing massive lawsuits being filed across the country. And, in fact, I'm going to say real quick, we're even filing one in Hillsborough County. Even though the election is over in Florida, we're doing it because we want to check and make sure there was no fraud. Just because we won, we don't close the books and say there was no fraud. Maybe there was. Keep them on their toes. Keep them accountable. You know, I want to leave you with this audio from um, from Ronald Reagan on freedom. It's 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 not secure. It must always be fought for. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, with Colonel Jim. We could use two more hours, obviously. Uh, Salem Media Group, pray. That's all I can say. Pray, and we'll see you next week. Our founding fathers here in this country brought about the only true revolution that has ever taken place in man's history. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another set of rulers. But only here... Did that little band of men so advance beyond their time that the world has never seen their like since evolve the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Thank you. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.